Right. And a lot of people thinking about like the one-on-one services too, they just Mm. put their their service, whatever it is on their website or post about it once on Instagram and then that's it. And they expect um, people to come, but you know, when the service is always on your website or always the same price or always available. Today's show is sponsored by winthehourwinthedaycom We help you stop working so hard with our three part formula, team execution and scale. Hey entrepreneurs, are you going full speed just trying to keep up? Do you feel you have more losses than wins? For years, I was rushing to get to the next thing. There was always something that I had to learn before the thing I actually needed to learn. I felt like I was running in the wrong direction and moving even further away from my goals. So the big question is, how do you stop the craziness? How do you get to your next win? Well, this podcast will give you the answer. Join me on my journey as we have real conversations about struggles, successes, and tips so we can get you quicker, faster results, no fluff, and get you to your next win now. Before we dive into the show, I want to ask you, Have you heard about our winner's circle? In the winner's circle, we cover things like how to get your ideas to execution fast, how to build an amazing team that you can afford, mastering the 60-40 win formula where you're in execution mode 60% of the time. We show you how to get back 25 hours a week. All our clients, everyone in the winner's circle tells us they get back 25 hours back a week within the first month of working with us. So you want to check out the winner's circle if you're really looking to crush your demanding schedule and just explode your profits. So check out the winner's circle. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Win the Hour, Win the Day. And I am your host, Chris Ward. And today we have Danny Page in the house. Danny, welcome to the show. Hey, Chris. Thank you for having me. Danny, we're going to talk about writing launch copy. Now, before you turn off or turn away and think, well, I'm not launching anything, we're going to redefine that for you. And I think this is really super interesting. And I've not heard this conversation before, so I'm very eager to get into it. So, Danny, let's dive in. Launch copy. Tell me where do we start and what is a launch? Because I think right off the bat, this is going to be a game changer for everybody. Oh, I agree. And because when we think about launches, even for myself, I think about I'm launching a course, I'm launching a program, the very one to many offer, which is is what I do a lot for sure. But there's a whole other side of it. And there is a one-on-one services too. A lot of people think that, oh, I have a one-on-one service. I can't launch. It's not for me, but you absolutely can. I'm here to say, one-on-one services should, can, and should be launched for sure. Okay. So if they're going to be launched, so I have services, we, well, we have the winner's circle, which is relatively new. And it's a coaching program that we gave sort of a different little entry level. Um, just so that it's, it's definitely one to many where we've done private and semi-private, right? So our goal is to have like 50 people in this group. And, but we offer all the same things in the semi-private that we do the winner circle. So I guess I could launch that. And even that, I wouldn't have thought of that before because we, I tend to associate launches with info products. Mm, okay. Yes. Or like a definite start date and an end date where yeah. this is constantly going. The winner circle doesn't have like, we're just going to have that moving forward. So, you know, I wouldn't have thought launch because we're not opening and closing it. Right. And a lot of people thinking about like the one-on-one services too, they just mm. put their their service, whatever it is on their website or post about it once on Instagram. And then that's it. And they expect 
um, people to come, but you know, when the service is always on your website or always the same price or always available, it gives very little reason for people to purchase. So that's why we kind of want to come at it with a different mentality. Um, so people do feel the need to purchase. Okay. So let's talk about, we're talking about launch, writing a copy for the launch. So what are some things we should be thinking of when we write, how we write, why we write, where do we even start? Yes. You know what? (laughs) Copywriting is a beast. There is, you can make this as big or as simple as you want. I always like to go the simple route. Let's do this at like minimal viable option here. If you are, um, you know, launching a service or a program, whatnot, you want to be thinking about emails for sure. That's kind of the big one. Um, If you've got an email list, you always want to be sending out emails to them. You want those emails to lead to a place. So typically some sort of sales page that talks about your offer. Okay. And you know, if you want to make it super simple, I've done that many times, just those two things, emails and sales pages, boom, let's launch. And then you can always build from there. You can make it as robust Mm. as you want. You can add in a webinar. You can do a bunch of lives about it. Um, You know, there's many areas you can take it, but thinking about the most straightforward are really those two things. Okay. And so when we're doing those two things and we're talking about copy, what are some common mistakes that we make in the copywriting of launch? Cause you know, obviously you're talking about writing launch copy. So that is obviously different than other copy or our blog. So what is it that we're not respecting when we're dealing with any sort of promotion slash launch when we're, you know, diving into copy? Yeah. So for a launch, you, I think the first differentiator from just website copy is that there needs to be some sort of urgency behind it. If people don't have that reason to purchase, we're going to just think I can purchase it down the road. But when we can create some urgency around it, like you mentioned, a hard stop or start Mm. date, um, people kind of start to realize that they, um, that there's a reason now for them to opt in and purchase. Okay. So if we do that, In the copy, if you start the conversation saying, look, okay, so I just, whatever, I have coaching services and they're my website and I just post it and forget about it. And there's no, that's, we could be using that as a launch, but the urgency, would that come in with a special pricing? Like what makes this copy have the flavor of urgency? If it's something I always do. For sure. I love this question too, because I I actually think this is half the fun of being an entrepreneur is we can kind of um, think of these things. There's no black and white rules around this. Um, For one, we could think about limited spots is a great Ah, reason for urgency. So, you know, for sure, maybe it's on your service is ongoing, but if there's only two spots a month for people, it creates a little bit of urgency. Um, You know, our time is not infinite for sure. So we can create pressure around that. So that's an idea. Um, You can have another idea is bringing in like different bonuses for sure. So um, you can have, you know, maybe this bonus only lasts for this week. Once that week's over, the bonus is gone. And, Mm. um, you know, if someone is a little bit on interested in your offer and they see this bonus come in, that creates more urgency for them to jump on it for sure. So you can have like changing bonuses, um, maybe each month, like if this is an ongoing service, maybe one month is one bonus and then swap it out. It's gone. And a few weeks later, next month, you've got a different bonus. So you can kind of get creative, I guess, in that sense as well. Um, There's some other funds I've seen to create some urgency as well. Maybe you can 
maybe you can start with like a handful of clients at once and take them through if you've got, it of course depends on what your service is, but you could take Mm. them through like your maybe signature framework in sort of like a group coaching or an incubator style model and then branch out to your one-on-one with each of them. So they kind of start the same, but then they move into your one-on-one service. That's kind of a fun way to create urgency and like an actual start and stop date as well. Um, I don't see it done super often, but it's a a unique idea for sure. And then also discounts definitely is another option Mm. to bring in urgency. It's not something I suggest all the time, but you could do a fun little promo. Maybe, maybe it's around your birthday month, say it's in, you know, the month of May, you want to do a big promo for your birthday month and you provide a discount just for that month alone. That again, creates a little bit of urgency as well. Um, Then you can kind of take, remove that discount. It goes away. um, And that kind of is your, your heart stop on that launch. Yeah. Those are some great ideas. And you know what? There are ideas that I've done in other aspects when we did launch an info product or the different elements that we've done, you know, let's say launching the podcast or my book. But I think what really limited our creative thinking was the idea that it didn't have a hard beginning and a hard ending. It's something we always offer. So I would never have thought adding bonuses to it or coming at it from a launch perspective. So I'm writing down everything you say, cause I'm like, oh yeah, I could do that. I could do that. But you're right. I just go online every day and we talk about different things we provide and we say, oh yeah, we're still doing this. Right. But we, we post no, it once and yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no, um, excitement or energy or urgency to that. And you, you've given us right there about six or seven that you can easily get some of them. You can squeeze out a couple of things like, the, you know, changing the month, whatever reason it is this month is special. You could easily get 10 different features out of this. Excellent. Oh, that's a great idea. Okay. All right. So I don't even have questions to ask you because I don't know <laughs> what I don't know. And I wouldn't have thought of any of this. So tell us where else you think we're missing the boat. I think where we're missing the boat is not thinking about the pre-launch phase. So when we think about a launch, maybe great, we've got, like I mentioned, these bonuses and whatnot, but just announcing your offer is Mm. like a surprise and people typically aren't ready. So you want to get them ready to purchase. So you want to think about that pre-launch, which is typically, you know, a few weeks up to like a month, four weeks, maybe six weeks prior to announcing this offer because it helps warm your audience up. So they're actually ready to buy. We want to give people time and we want to make sure that they're in the right mindset and we want to make sure they realize that they need your service. And so this happens in that pre-launch phase when you're sending out, um, you can start sending out like emails and social posts and kind of planting that seed and starting to overcome objections and kind of reframing some of these like mm-hmm. beliefs that they might have already and really just kind of getting them in the mindset to purchase. And then when you announce that your service or your offer is live, they're more ready to purchase from you. And I think also we, I know for me, you get misguided where, well, I've already told them this three times this week and you don't realize how busy people are or, or how they don't see all three of your Mm -hmm. posts or whatever. You think you're saying the same thing over and over and nobody's seen it at all. And I know some 
you know, big marketers that I've been really impressed with. And like, she's like, oh, you know, and, and put on a spectacular launch for info products she had. And then people are still complaining later. Hey, I didn't know she had that. I missed that. Where was I? I didn't see that in the scroll. Right. So we just have this idea of we put something out once every, oh, I can't repeat that. I'll just look desperate. Every, now I'm getting annoying, but there's just so much going on. So I think just making people buyer aware is a big part of it too. Not even just nurturing them, getting them ready and warmed up. But the fact that you may have to put that out there 15 times before, you know, somebody sees it once. It, it's so true. We feel like we are talking about our product all the time, but people mm. don't hear it. And if you are just talking about like the features all the time of your product, then yes, it will um, you know, kind of come on deaf ears. And I always suggest weaving stories into everything you put out um, that can really help give like a different angle. Like people can kind of hear things differently. Um, I'll I'll give you an example. I was recently on a summit and instead of just writing about the summit, like most people do, I told a story about it and said like, you know, this was the first summit that I listened to when I came in to the entrepreneur world and kind of gave a story behind uh, this promotion. And it was very well received because people heard it differently. You know, everyone was Mm. talking about this promotion, but it was until I had shared this story, people kind of heard it differently. Uh, So that's another thing too, is, you know, bring stories in to what you're sharing so people can kind of hear things differently. When we say it the same way every single time, then yes, they're probably going to start tuning it out. Okay. So adding stories, and this has come up a couple of times now on the show, because we, we tend to overlook this or we think our stories aren't interesting. So maybe stories of clients that we had success, like give us some examples of stories. I actually share the most random stories and I try to find ways to weave it back. So, um, you know, if I was struggling with something completely not business related, um, but then I can bring it back to how I struggle in, in business, right? There's little like leeways you can bring into every story. So for sure, sharing client stories and, and, um, you know, client wins and that sort of thing, but you can bring personal stories in as well, because I feel like it really makes us be human. Um, right. You know, sharing our flaws a little bit, uh, people enjoy that. People really connect with that. So yeah, I like sharing the the personal side of me as well. Interesting. I was thinking when I saw, yeah, I don't know where, if you've had it other places, but when you pop on the zoom, there's a picture of you holding like a pineapple jar and you've got <laughs> yeah. half of it over your head and half of it under. And I had wrote a story, a post about um, that my husband years ago, I loved pineapple and you know, I would be like, oh, okay, I'll buy it at the grocery store. But I bought it pre-chopped because I thought you needed something on the side of your counter, like a restaurant to s- smash this pineapple open. Like I didn't have any idea how you got into a pineapple. I, it sounds ridiculous now, but I guess I thought it was like a coconut. I just never thought about it, but I thought it looked hard. Right. So I'd be like, all right, I'm paying top dollar to have the store pro- put it in a container. It seemed whatever. So I would buy it as a treat just because it seemed like you weren't getting a return on your investment. Not that the man wasn't worth seven bucks, but it seemed like a lot for a little bit of pineapple. And then a number of years later, I tripped across and I saw this thing on YouTube of showing you how to cut pineapple. And I was like, well, that's easy. I could do that. (laughs) I was like, this is crazy. And then I was doing that for a number of years. And then one day I saw on Amazon that there's this pineapple core, which then leaves you like gets every little bit of pineapple. It costs 20 bucks and you screw it in and you pull it like a, like a wine, a wine cork puller. I don't know if that's a word for that. A wine opener. That's the word. There there it is. Wine, wine opener. And I had written about that and talked 
to my people about, you know, I'm always talking to them. You think you have to run around and work so hard and do all this stuff with your business, because that's the story you've been told when your business should support your life instead of consuming it. And there's strategies you can put in play, like our super toolkits and all this other stuff. And I tied that into that bigger message. Like I didn't know, I didn't know. I just assumed I didn't even know what I didn't know. I assumed it was a lot of work and I had to pay somebody to crack open that pineapple. And then I made progress and I made a lot of progress. And all of a sudden there's a tool for this. So I did tie that into a story. So I think those are the kinds of things you're giving as an example. Am I correct? That's exactly it. Yes. And like, I encourage people to keep a running tab of these things. Cause at the time you might not know how this would ever loop in. Like you would never at, yeah. at the time, maybe didn't know about that. You would be sharing a pineapple story, but if you keep kind of a running tab, like, Oh, I had trouble doing this trouble right. opening up the pineapple or whatnot today. Then when you sit down to write, you've kind of got this whole story bank of ideas that, oh, um, then you idea. can, you can think about, well, what am I actually trying to share? What's the point? Oh, I'm helping people, um, do things quicker and faster. And then you can start to see how they interact and loop together. And then you can create an email around that. Yeah, that's a great story idea bank because, and I had those before, but as I'm talking to you now, different ideas are coming into my mind because now I left to like the other day, I was just having a fit trying to open a jar of beets. And I thought, okay, would I look juvenile if I just threw this up against the wall? Cause I was about to lose it. And I thought I work out every day. How do these gnarly old people with, you know, arthritic knuckles get into these jars when I couldn't. And, you know, I thought of smashing it up against the wall. When my temper started to flare. I thought of just cracking it over the side of the counter and just having the glass go everywhere, but I get the lid off. And then of course, finally I calmed myself and I was using a knife to pop it. And I got the air pocket and that only took a second once I saw clearly. <laughs> and I think, you know, that again, could talk about strategy and how hard we muscle it out. Cause for quite a few minutes, I'm trying to open this jar thinking brute force, like hard work is the answer, right? I barely right. have time to talk to you, Danny. I've got all these ideas. I gotta <laughs> there you go. And what that does too, Chris, is it brings, it brings your personally personality out on the emails because that's who we want to buy into is you as a person and your personality, because let's face it, every, there are so many other people who do what we do, but it's these little stories that people will connect with. And I see your right. personality come out a little bit more. And when I need your service, I'm more prone to purchase from you than someone else. Yeah, you're right. Because, you know, I'm not one of these people that put a happy face on a horrible day, like, you know, because that's no better. So but I am all about being positive, like I'd rather be happy than right. So I'm all about giving something my attention. That's a positive thing. But don't confuse that with a person who doesn't have <laughs> a fuse. And the thing that sets my fuse off are stupid things like that. Like, how can you, how am I supposed to get into these jars? Like, what am I supposed to do with this jar? I can't get into like, and if I who do pushups this morning, can't open it, how the rest of the world is opening it. Right. So you just go hysterical. And so then you get to know that. Yeah. Everyone says, Oh, you're people give me a lot of compliments about my energy or they think I'm always positive. I am, but push came to shove with that jar. So you need to see the other side, the dark side. Okay. That is a really great example. Okay. All right. We're really diving into stories now. I'm seeing it. <laughs> it's quite fun. Different. It's fun. Yeah. So what are some other mistakes that you feel like we gloss over? Well, we can, I mean, we kind of just started touching about personality a little bit and I okay. think that's a, a big part of it too, is just not bringing that personality out. Mm. Um, you know, I, I can think about how I was saying, like so many people have the same thing that we offer, but I can think like, I put myself in, in the shoes of the consumer and I've purchased from um, someone 
who I had many options from, but I really connected with her values or I connected with um, who she is as a person. So yeah, a big mistake I see is just not bringing that personality out in our copy enough. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense because we're presenting instead of talking to someone and we're trying, and I think sometimes you get in the mindset. I know I had this trouble when I was doing videos originally is that I would be presenting instead of talking. And that in my mind, I was talking to many and I wasn't on stage doing a speaking gig. I'm talking to one person watching this video. And I think we can get stuck in that with our copywriting as well, speaking to many instead of one. For sure. That's, I mean, the golden rule of copywriting. We sure there may be, may be hundreds of people behind what we're reading, but we really want to focus in on who that one person is, um, who, you know, the, the thoughts that they're thinking, that's kind of what we want to start putting in our copy um, because then they'll think, oh, she knows me so well. So this is kind of, yeah. you know, basics of, of copywriting is really just knowing who that one person is that, that you are speaking to. Yeah. And that makes sense because I, you know, the clients that I work with, um, they're, they're people that I could have went to lunch with. And I would, and I made a promise a number of years ago that if, if I wouldn't spend time with them without being paid, they would no longer be my clients. Mm -hmm. Right. And so we are like-minded or we laugh at the same jokes and it just, the energy is really easy and dynamic. And so that's how I talk to them in the coaching calls and the strategy session. So why not write to them that way? Exactly. And that's exactly it. We kind of want to, we want to be more of a human in our emails. Um, We gone are the days of being very professional, um, you know, and that's, I think why a lot of people have so much, such a hard time with writing is because we were taught a very strict way to write like way, way back in in school. Right. Um, Write, don't, you know, write complete sentences. Um, write full essay paragraphs and whatnot. And, and these things are, is what will kill your like personal brand online. Um, so we want to be breaking those rules and just write more like an actual human with our flaws, um, with our incomplete sentences, because people will, pe- it's more conversational and people actually know that you're a human that way. Yeah. When I wrote my book, When They Are, Win the Day, one of the biggest complaints I had from the editor this was nuts to me is she kept going through, Chris, you got to stop doing this. You got to stop doing this. It would be things like, I cannot, I will not. And she's like, it's gotta be, I can't, I won't. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I went to college and university and here that was her thing. You, you, this, and I do get a lot of compliments where people tell me it's easy read. It's conversational. And it's like, boy, oh boy, that's a hard, it's hard to write a conversational book. Thank you very much. I appreciate the compliments, but and that's what my editor kept saying is you got to write like you talk. And I'm like, what the heck was all that education? <laughs> it is. It, it's so true. But there are two completely different worlds from yeah. that professional world to the online, because yes, we, it, if it's too hard for someone to read, they're not going to read it. Yeah. So even a phrase like that is not going to happen. It, it's long and kind of chunky. I, I would yeah. probably say not going to happen. It's a yeah. very incomplete sentence, but it's easier to read. And it's more likely to get the eyes all the way down your page when you write in that format. Yeah. What I heard a phrase once it was really resonate with me. It's almost like we read with our thumbnail, like you're scrolling, scrolling, mm-hmm. and you have to skim it. Right. And so yeah. you want these sentences to be, and that's the thing, some of the most successful books in the world, like the millionaire mind, or, you know, even the e-myth, they're all written at a very basic level. Cause you just, you want the concept. Right. And I get that. Um, but when I was having to go through my whole book and go, won't, well, you know, can't all these things, I was like, come on. <laughs> right. Oh, okay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> 
Danny, time really flies with you. We only have yeah, a few minutes so left. Great. I know I could talk all day. So we have a few minutes left. What's something we shouldn't end this conversation with before we pay attention to? Ooh, I, to, to kind of close the loop on this personality piece, I'd love to introduce it. Something I teach in my programs. Okay. It's called the personality profile. Okay. And so I encourage students to keep a running list of things that make you, you, and then you can kind of learn to refer back to them to bring it more into your copy, like actually put it on a sticky note, put it on your computer. Um, and, and it'll be more natural to start weaving these things in. So for example, um, for myself, I would have words like the mountains. This is very prominent for me. I I live very close to the Rockies. I'm always talking about being outdoorsy, this sort of thing. Um, Things like the TV show Friends. It's very much my brand. I I bring this into my copy every now and then. Buzzwords is another thing to put on your personality profile. So words that you often say, I like to say going from average to awesome. So that would be on my sticky note. And and then it's easier to weave these things into your copy and will is kind of like another frame of mind to bring more personality into, into your page. And like, as I say it, it's, it's funny because none of this has anything to do with business, but again, it's these little things that will really help uh, connect with your audience. You know, oh my gosh, I <laughs> cannot believe how simple, I think the most simple things in the world are the most profound. So that's the thing you get here and then you have to produce copy and you look at the ceiling and think, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. what did I talk about? Because you can't see the prescription when you're in the bottle, right? So yeah, I, you know, I love to bike or I actually bake a lot or, and I'm, I bake with, the joke is I bake with really healthy ingredients and everyone's always like, can't believe, like I don't use white flour or sugar and stuff. So I've got grown men going, it really just can't be good for you, right? So that's a thing. And every once in a while, I think, well, maybe I'll show a picture of something I baked, right? So you don't have your own inventory. You're so listening at the avatar of the client, but you kind of forget who you are. And that's interesting to me. And then I also think too, I think, oh, maybe this won't be interesting or, you know, maybe it's kind of like friends. You say friends, I laugh because I'm watching friends. I don't know how many years now on a loop. And what I do is the last thing I do before I go to bed, I'll watch 15 minutes of friends because there's not going to be any plot twists or surprise and it's funny, it's fluffy and there's no real problems in it. Right. To the point where I'm starting to think, Oh, that guy said his line slow because I know what's coming next. Right. (laughs) But I don't have something else that I can go to bed without, because for me, with all the excitement, everyone says, Oh, you're high energy. Great. Try going to sleep at night. So I watch that before I go to bed. So I'm like, Oh, you watch friends. Oh, I could talk. I could tell you everything I know about friends, but I would never mention that online. Cause I think, well, that's, the show is old and how silly I am that I watch it so often and people don't need to know that sleeping, what, you know what I mean? Like, I think, oh, that's just, uh, I don't know, nonsense, right? So I think, but there are so many things that uh, you, I think, I always argue, well, I live a very quiet life in the country now, but but you're right. There's all these, there's, I'm still a human that has interests, right? Oh, And, and maybe that yeah. is a story in itself that you like the quiet life. Um, yeah, I do. Just, just yeah. bringing in, <laughs> bringing in personality, it doesn't mean, and I think that's something that people, um, maybe a belief that people have that you need to be loud and extroverted to bring in more personality. And and that's not the case at all. It's just bringing in whoever you are. And, you know, the point about how my personality profile has the mountains on it. I was recently Mm. tagged in a photo on Instagram of Banff. Um, If anyone listening has never been to Banff, B-A-N 
um, FF, definitely go check it out. It's the most beautiful place. But I was recently tagged in a photo and, and I had never met this lady ever before mm. in my life. I have no idea who she is. And she tagged me saying she was just in Banff. So beautiful. And it started a conversation online between us. And it just goes to show you how interesting these things can really make a, um, impact on people. And like I said, I, I hadn't even met her before. So that was kind of a cool little, um, story that this stuff really does work. Yeah, you're right. And so the earlier example I gave you about the pineapple, I tied it into, you know, or the jar, you don't have to grind it out just to open that jar. And I was thinking, okay, where's the lesson, but your personality doesn't have to have lessons. Like, you know, where I live, I get great joy out of the fact that it's a lot of farm to table. Like, you know, the eggs come from the chicken and the blueberry farm down the street. I eat more blueberries and my weight. I'm not kidding you. Like there's all these things and the fish truck comes in on Fridays and stuff, but it would never occur to me to share that. Like that my team laughs on Fridays. I have, okay, I got to run out of fish trucks here. <laughs> and they're like, okay, it's Friday. Right. And I would never think of that. Cause I think, well, there's no lesson there. Or I can't tie it into the bigger picture, but people do don't know business with people do business with people they know, like, and trust. Right. And, and I also, as you say that, I can think of many things you could, you could probably yeah. bring in, like how we talked about before about a minimal viable launch and just doing something in a simple way. You could totally talk about your lifestyle of the simple life, the farm, oh. um, and that loops into having a very simple launch. Um, right. so there's, there's definitely ways you can weave stuff together for sure. Danny, my new best friend, Danny. Okay. <laughs> All right. That was spectacular. And I have to say, because you know what, we've talked about stories. We talk about copywriting and stuff, but that was a whole different kettle of fish there. Country oh. reference. That's another thing I try not to use so much. Right? <laughs> There's a lot of country references, right? That will choke a goat, but anyhow. <laughs> okay. All right, Danny, you're spectacular. Where can people find more of your brilliance? Oh, thank you, Chris. That was so much fun. So I hang out most on Instagram. You can find okay. me at dannypage.online. Fabulous. Everyone else, we will see you in the next episode. Thanks so much. Thanks, Chris. Hey everyone, don't forget to hop on over to freegiftfromchris.com. That's free gift, G-I-F-T, from Chris, K-R-I-S.com. We are always putting goodies in there for you so that you can have a business that supports your life instead of consuming it. <laughs>